guys, this is Angie H, and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. This is your weekly dose of tea where we dive right into holistic health, societal issues, and even a platform that gives you that motivation and inspiring thoughts that would help you see the rainbow even in your darkest cloud. So I want you to sit back, grab that cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Good morning, guys, and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I am your host, NGH. Let's get into it today. Um, healing. Healing um, is personal. Um, healing is our responsibility. And the reason why I say that is because so often when we are beginning to take a look at ourselves, our childhood, um, different areas of our lives, um, and we find um, or we take a look at the people that may have put us in that in that space and time or um, that we feel damaged us in any type of way, whether it's an ex, a sibling, a parent, um, we take a look at what the action was that was done to us and we hold on to that and we harbor these emotions our entire lives and we never recover from them. Um, to the point that we don't even take a look at the fact that you know what I have to heal me I have to um, find it in my heart to work on me um, and I say this because many times people are not going to acknowledge what they've done um, they're going to have an excuse of why it was done um, Is they're going to have an excuse of why you took it the wrong way and you have to be okay with that. Um, you can either continue to harbor these emotions or you can accept the fact that, hey, I'm gonna heal regardless. Um, I'm okay with not having um, you acknowledge my emotions or my feelings. I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, I want to be my most healthiest self. I wanna be my true and my highest self. And I had to get to that point. I had to go to therapy. Therapy is not a bad thing. Therapy helps you process your emotions and your feelings. It's not necessarily sitting around laying on the couch telling people um, all your business or about your past so they can tell you why everybody else was wrong. You know, we get so easily offended when people don't want to take part in our healing. It's our responsibility. Um, it is up to us. And I know for me, I did it because I wanted to be my authentic self. I wanted to be true to myself, but I also did it so that when my children become adults, they do not have to heal from me because I raised them out of my brokenness. I repeated history. I repeated patterns um, that should have been stopped in their tracks, but yet I still, raised them in a toxic environment or anything like that I was licking my wounds and that's how I raised them I wanted them to have the healthiest version of their mom that they could have so that they will not have to heal from me when they become 30 40 years old that is why I took it upon myself to make healing my responsibility we have to we have to understand that 
everybody is not going to accept the journey that we're on. They're not or do not want to be a part of our recovery of whatever it is that we are recovering from. We can sit and complain about our childhood and I act this way. People can make excuses of why somebody else act this way. Um, But I'm going to tell you one thing that my therapist told me. You have to love people where they are. Everybody is not going to acknowledge their wrong or their part. And maybe they only did what they know. And that is your true statement. I also, me personally, I also feel that people at a, after a certain age, people should acknowledge that other people have emotions, other people have feelings. And even if that your intent of mistreating somebody wasn't as it came off, you still acknowledge their feelings and how that certain situation shaped them or made them feel. So everybody's not going to get it. Everybody's not going to care. Um, it's going to always be you. When you begin to be separate, when you begin to work on yourself and see yourself, people are going to be offended by it. And so then whatever they told themselves about you, it begins to manifest in their mind. So they're not going to see you any other way but what the manifestation that they've created. So are you going to continue to take the abuse or are you going to do something about it? We're responsible for our own healing. And in some cases, we are responsible for our own heartbreak. The reason why I say we are responsible for our heartbreak, because when you keep going to a people expecting them to act a certain way when all they know how to do is act the way that they are. That's all they know. They have no desire. They may not have a desire to change. They don't have a desire to see your point of view. They don't have a desire to ask you to forgive them. And yet you keep running back and you keep going back expecting something different. They're only giving you what they know. They're only giving you what they allow themselves to give. So you're responsible for the repeating of a broken heart when you just focus on you. Focus on your healing. I went to my I went to my oldest. Um, I went to my oldest because I had him at 16 years old. Pretty sure a lot of you've heard that before. Um, I went to him. He'll be 23. Um, I went to him and I apologized. But he was like, Mama, what are you talking about? And I said, if I ever um, hurt you or in any way, if I ever made you feel that you were um, not worthy, or if I ever did something that, uh, that you felt like a mother should never do, I apologize for that and I want you to tell me I want you to tell me if you ever felt unworthy of my love or anything like that I want you to tell me I want to correct it I said because mommy is working on her and I want you guys to have the healthiest version of your mom possible he was so confused guys (laughs) he was so confused and he was like Mom, he said, Mom, what are you talking about? He was like, you are a great mom. I said, I'm I'm not. Mama has flaws. And if I ever made you or your siblings, even my bonus babies, if I ever 
made you feel a way or feel like you had to compete with one of the other siblings or that I was not giving you what you needed, let me know because I apologize. I don't want you to have to recover from my brokenness as you continue to grow to the point that you repeat the same brokenness in your own family. We got I'm I planned on stopping it here. And he was like, Mom, don't make up flaws that you do not have. And I'm sitting there like, wow, he's really a man. <laughs> he's, he's really a man. He was like, Mom, you have been great. Don't make up flaws that you do not have. He said, but I think that is really, he said, I didn't ever think that you needed any type of therapy or anything, but I think it's pretty cool that you're going. My other babies that's in the home with me, they're seven and 12. And they're looking at me like, mom, you got a therapist? Your dad gonna write, mom got things she got to work out. I don't ever want them to feel like they can't talk about their feelings or that going to therapy is some kind of thing because the stigma of therapy in African-American culture stops in my house. Talk it out. If you can't talk to mom and dad, talk it out. So many kids are trying to be strong for their parent because that's all they know. I had a strong mom. I had a strong dad. And we're going to handle it. And they're dying inside and suicide arises. The enemy plays with their mind. I don't ever want that to be the case with my kids. They can come to us. But I felt the need to apologize to my kids for possibly parenting out of my brokenness. And that's why I say it's our responsibility to heal. We have to heal. I want to heal myself so that I can leave my children and my grandchildren healthier. Everybody may not see it. I'm okay. I have forgiven any everybody um, that I felt I didn't. I no longer have a bond with or anything like that. I have. Um, I have totally forgiven. I I will still be in support or anything like that. But I have made boundaries. One thing that I never had was boundaries. So people always crossed the line. I always downplayed my feelings and emotions because I felt like they were invalid. But now I realize I am at such a peaceful place um, mentally. And I can tell that I was in a toxic waste dump in my mind because how I... Um, kept my house my outward appearance when you see me in the street oh I was together but you come to my house and you look at my side of the room and you look at my husband's side of the room because he's OCD I got clutter I got papers I had so much stuff and he would just sit there like babe can you just can you just put this together? Clothes piling over to the point that he started washing my clothes because I was, I was depressed. How I'm telling you, there are signs. There are signs that something is off. You need to talk to somebody. 
if you don't want to go to therapy, you got to get this stuff out. But you are responsible for your own healing and you're responsible for your heartbreak. If you continue to put yourself in situations and expect something different when they've shown you the signs that your feelings are not valid, they don't acknowledge that, hey, you know what? I possibly could have. I, you know, I may not have meant it that way. I may not have um, thought that it, it affected you in that way, but now I see that it did. I apologize. I, I think people get so defensive when you tell them how, tell them your emotions. And maybe they don't know how to deal with emotions. Maybe they've never had that open platform to do so. But I wanted to set the foundation for my children so that they will have a sturdy and stable foundation when they begin to build their families. Parents don't realize that when you're raising your kids out of hurt, you give them the same repetitive actions and the same repetitive behaviors that you were raised on. And the generations before that, and the generations before that, and this stuff is a continuous cycle until somebody says, hey, that's enough. That's the end. It stops with me. This is not how we get ready to do this. I feel like a free bird, ready to soar, take on the world, whatever. Um, I'm just excited about this journey that I'm on. Um, and to a lot of people, this this me, <laughs> they can't handle. They can't handle, so um, I'm pretty sure they think, oh, she's she's fake. That's not who she is. She's phony. Um, she's nasty. She's rude. She don't do this. She don't do that. And that's absolutely fine. That is absolutely fine. And you, you be okay with the backlash of your healing. Because when it's all said and done, nobody has a heaven or hell. Nobody has to live in your home. Nobody really has to deal with you that don't want to. And you don't have to deal with people you don't want to. But you don't have to be a prisoner to your past. You don't have to be a prisoner to your pain because walking in your pain makes other people feel comfortable in their chaos. You don't have to do that. You're responsible for your healing. And you owe it to yourself to be your truest form and your healthiest form of self. You owe that to yourself. So don't let nobody make you feel bad for healing or doing something different than what the generations before you did because you want to stand out and do something um, better for your family and your future. Don't let anybody make you doubt that. Because at the end of it all, you have to live this life that you was given. When it's all said and done, and you take your last breath, and you remember your life, you have to be pleased with it. You have to be okay with the decisions that you made. Do what it takes to heal you so that everybody around you won't have to recover from it. That has been my Thursday thought. Feel free to share, comment, send a voice message if you're on Anchor. Let me know your thoughts, whatever it is. But that is my thought. 
for the day. Um, I just wanted to share some of my journey into being my authentic self. Um, That is one thing that I promised myself this year. And this quarantine, guys, kind of helped me sit down and look at things like, you know what? I'm not, not the hustle and bustle of life. I'm not in the midst of the chaos. I'm actually stationary and taking a look at me and my whole self. Not just the the face that I have for everybody to see. I'm talking about the inner man. Like I had to do, I got to do some inner work. Like, honey, you toxic. What what we gonna do, boo? You you kind of toxic now. I mean, you sitting here popping off you. What we gonna do with this inner man, honey? You look good. Your hair growing. You got your edges. You got uh, thousands of shoes, and you look you look put together. On the inside, you just as dirty and cluttered. <laughs> what we gonna do? So I had to sit down and be like, "Come on, and let's get it together." What we gonna do with this inner working? Can we get some inner work done? So your healing is your responsibility and your heartbreak is too. So do the things that um, you need to do for you so that the generations before you know what true authenticity looks like and healing and walking and owning yourself. So be right back with our 365 Black Excellence Moment. Hey, business owners, are you looking for a unique way to showcase your brand, products, or even your services? Well, consider branding photography with Nakia Williams Photography. More than just a headshot, brand photography is a collection of professional images that represent your business. This can include photos of you, your team, your products, your services, even your process, your space, or all other things that makes your business unique. Nakia Williams Photography specializes in working with the business owner to create imagery that would take your business to the next level. So business owner, if it sounds like something that you need, please contact her today at www.nakiawilliamsphoto.com. Again, www. N-I-K-I-A-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S photo.com and be sure to follow her on Instagram and Facebook at Nakia Wins Photography. Hey guys, welcome back to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea and I am Angie here with your Black Excellence 365 moment. Wentworth Cheswell. Do you guys know who that is? I had no clue, but let me tell you who he is. He was an American um, assessor, auditor, justice of the peace, teacher, revolutionary war veteran in Newmarket, New Hampshire. He was um, of mixed race and he was listed in the census as white, but he actually was a black, was a black man. Um, He was considered the first archaeologist and the first African-American elected to public office in the United States. But this is the amazing part to me that we never learned in history class, guys. 
He also rode with Paul Revere when he went to warn the colonists that the Redcoats was coming. Not only was he the first African-American elected to public office, he rode with Paul Revere. When we hear that story of Paul Revere warning everybody, he rode through the night and all this history, we never know that somebody was with him. And who was with him? Wentworth Cheswear, an African-American man. Though he was mixed and they marked him on the census as white, he was truly an African-American man that made history and we knew nothing about it. This is why I share these moments because I am not only bringing these moments to you guys, I am learning things that I've never known. So, a Black Excellence moment, Wentworth Cheswell, the African-American man that rode with Paul Revere. Thank you for joining me. You guys have an awesome day. Thank you for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple, TuneIn, and wherever you get your awesome podcasts. And also on Anchor FM. So remember, we're here every Thursday for some much-needed chit-chat over your hot cup of tea. <laughs>